This is Cali Day. the MNO show with Dante Tomei, head brewer of Tarantula Hill. What's up? Wow. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, finally, glad to finally be here. Yeah. It's so amazing. It's been a little bit to try to get the schedules together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for making the beers that we uh, drink a lot of on uh, the show. Thanks for letting me make the beers <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that we that you guys get to drink. Awesome. Yeah, so fun. how do, let's start with uh, how did you get into brewing? Uh, I mean, a lot of like a lot of other brewers, it's uh, you you're young, you're in high school, pretty much. You can't buy beer. So what do you do? You start making it. <laughs> uh, you go I don't know if that's like a lot of people. I mean, a lot of the brewers you that actually, I know, that's you, you yeah. actually started brewing beer. I started brewing beer probably at like 17. No way. Yeah, because couldn't buy it. Couldn't go to the store and just be like, hey, let me get a, a six pack of Coors Light or something. So it was at homebrew shops. You can buy all the ingredients; doesn't matter. Um, and as long as you have the the pots and pans that we were brewing in to do it, you can you can make the beer. Wow! Um, <laughs> and it's not that hard. Like homebrewing's harder than what we're doing here because uh, if you want to make a good homebrew, you got to be really clean. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, it started about seventeen, and I think a first beer that i brewed was a apricot heffenweizen wow because i didn't really know anything about beer i was like oh that sounds like i could drink a, a bunch of that turned out terrible <laughs> um second one was a russian imperial stout that turned out to be like 11 and a half percent or something brewed it with my buddy gill um and we it, it like didn't finish off fermenting because you gotta you gotta keep it all at certain temperatures and everything and it was the winter so it got too cold and we ended up putting it up in an attic it re-fermented and ended up at like 11 percent. we tasted it later and we were, ended up drinking a few bottles and ended up throwing chairs at walls it was it was a mess <laughs> but yeah that's how i got started it wasn't uh wasn't too much different than i think a lot of other brewers start out as that's interesting how yeah. old did you say you were 17, 17 yeah. 18. Yeah. Like, did your parents know you're brewing beer? They didn't care, or you yeah. were hiding uh, it up in the attic? Actually, my my dad was like, "Oh yeah, I used to brew beer too." So <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, I have I have a couple of carboys that you can use, and as long as you get them back to me, you can have them." You know. So cool. they were supportive of it actually. Hmm. And then I didn't even that wasn't even where I went from there. I I, I thought I was going to be a teacher or something, and and got lucky enough to get in this industry later on. Okay. Yeah. So you went to school to be a teacher? Uh, that's that's what I was going to try to do. Uh, okay. I did a lot of uh, child care stuff, so YMCA, Boys and Girls Club, right. before, during, after school. Um, and then I just couldn't deal with the parents anymore. <laughs> the kids <laughs> were fine. The, yeah, the, the kids were great. kids were amazing. Um, but dealing with the parents was like, 
Oh, little Johnny. I saw little Johnny hit a... Uh, hit somebody in the face. No, that was my little Johnny, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and the parent would come back and be like, no, nah, he said he didn't do it. <laughs> what? I saw him do it. He was like, no, he didn't do it. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I got to get out of here. That's tough. And I had a buddy that worked at Stone Brewing Company. So I, I just gave him a call one day. I was like, hey, are you guys hiring? Um, just kind of want to transition into something different. Right. And I ended up getting hired as the first person on second shift bottling line at Stone. And, okay. uh, yeah, just went from there. So you mean that it was the first time they, they just decided, like, hey, we need to run a, run a second shift on yeah. the bottom line? Yeah. So I ended up, you like, were like, the first guy in that new program. Yep. I ended up halfway covering second first shift and second shift because by the time first shift was done, there wasn't a whole lot to do because that was maybe one or two of us on second shift. So it was a lot of sweeping, a lot of mopping, a lot of cleaning machines. Mm. But I, in between, I learned how to run all the machines, too. So, yeah. For our viewers, can you tell everybody what that sound is that we always hear in the background that sounds like? It's uh, ACDC. That is the serving tanks pouring on the bar. So we have five serving tanks here, 20 barrels each. And when you pull the, uh, the, the tab on the bar, then it, it, it pours off of those serving tanks. Mm. So straight from those tanks to the bar, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it saves us a lot of work. We don't have to put things into kegs. We don't have to clean kegs. So basically, that's the sound of money. Yeah. Right. Every time that, that's going that cha-ching, hits. Cha-ching, yep. cha-ching. <laughs> Pretty much. What, what specifically, though, because that part is clear, because people ask me all the time, and that's what I tell them. Yeah. That version of it, what speci- is that the CO2? It is the off CO2. So the pumps are actuated by CO2. So the CO2 is pushing the beer through those lines to the, the beer taps. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it's going up and over, so it's probably, it's a pretty long draw. Probably yeah. 30, 30 plus feet up and over. Yeah. These, I don't know, probably 20 feet up in the air and over. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to travel a little bit away. Okay, so then you were you left off at a second shift of bottling line. Second shift bottling line. Plus yeah. bottles so or cans? Bottles, so bottles. we didn't even have cans at that point. Wow. Uh, we were running two old bottling lines from the 70s. Um, like Laverne and Shirley shit. Uh, from what I've heard, that the story is that they were actually on Laverne and Shirley. Th- those bottling yeah. lines? Yeah, wow. they found them in some, in some uh, field in somewhere in the Midwest. What, was that Milwaukee? I think so. Laverne and Shirley? I feel yeah. like it was. Yeah, like what was that Did beer? Did they film it there, though? In, in Milwaukee? Oh, yeah, I mean, Milwaukee I mean has a big brewery. Yeah, it was the yeah because like Big the Milwaukee Brewer Brewers, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't so that where that Laverne Shirley was? I, I'm not sure. I've yeah. actually I don't know that. I wonder I've if they filmed it here. I'm sure they filmed. Yeah, like the set was probably in but Hollywood or whatever. But like when they were on the byline, it's definitely it, like a Midwest kind of. Yeah, they feel filmed. Like. Yeah, like the yeah. exterior shots were somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. Didn't so uh, uh, I think what was uh, Laverne? What, just real quick, uh, the, the what, she just ju- she just died. Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. Really? Uh, I, I believe it was Shirley. And I don't remember what the actress's name I was. I don't know that I've actually ever seen that show. No, you haven't? Yeah. It was a spinoff <laughs> of Happy Days. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, it was a spinoff. Didn't know that. Yeah, it was a Happy Days spinoff. I think. I might be tripping. Yeah, because um, Lenny and Squiggy were the guys, whatever, and they were they were also from uh, Happy Days. I might be tripping on this, but we'll have to, we'll we'll have have to, to fact that check that one, Josh. Hmm. 
Anyways, but yeah. But yeah, uh, that, we, we that was the that is actually the that, bottle. That, that is the story okay. that I've been told. Um, <laughs> and from what they looked like, I would not doubt it. Yeah. They were they were very old machines. We had a maintenance crew that would run on them all the time. Um, while we had one that did twenty two ounce bottles, one that did twelve ounce bottles, and when we weren't working on one, they were working on the other one because right. there were just so many parts, moving parts, and fill tubes and everything that would get bent while you're running and Wow. glass everywhere oh, my uh my ritual after work when i was running those was to heat up tweezers spray them with alcohol and just pick glass out of my hands for the last half an hour of my shift uh, wonderful yeah it was fun so how did you progress from there to, to actually so it, w- it was it was just going through the motions i didn't know that i actually really wanted to leave the packaging side because i was very comfortable there i'd learned everything i i would i liked my bosses i liked my coworkers. um but still looking for a challenge, and I, I liked brewing before. I stopped brewing, home brewing, as soon as I started uh, at Stone, because I just couldn't go home after a full day, eight-hour day of on a can line and being around beer, and just brew again. You know, right. home brewing's hard. It's a lot of cleaning, a lot of work, um, so I couldn't do it. Um, but eventually, started to move up, went to the ke- uh, the keg line. So I worked on the keg line there for about a year and a half and that that was it was cool but probably my least favorite job i've ever had in a brewery um so monotonous just take a take a keg off throw a keg on take a keg off throw a keg on and it's it washes the keg fills the keg kicks it onto a pallet and then you put it on a truck Hmm. um so i did that and then decided i wanted to be an assistant brewer so applied for that job got that job um yeah, and just kind of from there, just moved my way on up through Stone, up to Brewer, up to uh, Supervisor in the brewery, and then before I left, I was Packaging Supervisor again. So just did a little bit of everything Full there. circle. Yeah. Yeah, I had a good time, learned learned a lot, met a lot of people, met Mike there, met my wife there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't change it, but it, it was it was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. What an amazing you know education like yeah i mean you know, i i don't think i could have learned what learn i that, did yeah. Yeah, yeah i don't think i could have learned what i did yeah. in a school um, right 100 percent. yeah it was it was fun yeah and obviously stone is like you know you know one of the yeah, they were the coolest brewery around when yeah. i was like when i was younger you yeah. know that that's the brewery that you wanted to go work at that's yeah. the beers you wanted to drink they had arrogant bastard they had stone ipa yeah um, all these other cool collaborations and yeah. seasonals. Um, they spun out a lot of brewers too, right? Oh yeah, we're we're all over. <laughs> um, yeah, where are they? We have we have friends in Spain. We have friends in Mexico. We one of our um, one of our friends was the head brewer at Guinness at one point for the U.S. Um, we're literally pretty much any state that we go to we could find somebody that we worked with at this point oh wow yeah it's re- it's really cool create a great network and that's one of the coolest things about this industry too is that it i feel like a lot of really good people flock to this industry hmm. yeah yeah and like so so talk a little bit too about mitch like how he you know like obviously like with his his pedigree where he came from how he created that system at stone that is so sort of like i don't you know just yeah i mean he he wrote the book yeah. on on ipas um literally wrote the book yeah 
the dude is a genius. Um, and you, you guys have had the fortunate, uh, John, you've been able to talk to yeah. him and he gives, he's very free with his advice yeah. and just one of the nicest people you will ever meet. Yeah. Um, I could call him up to this day and be like, Hey, it's Dante. He'd be like, Oh, how you doing? Haven't talked to you in a while. What do you need? You know, if I need a, a recommendation or I have a question about a process or anything like that. And he just, he was very big on everybody having those, that same mentality yeah. of a, a collaborative environment yeah. and just being welcoming to people, even though it's, it's an industry that, if you look at the bigger breweries like Anheuser-Busch, it's very different. That's where he came from, and I think he probably realized he didn't like that as much and wanted to create his own kind of kind of thing. Yeah, he's like created a culture, and it's like it's interesting like getting to meet, you know, obviously you and Mike, and then, you know, through you guys meeting all the other guys that you work with there, and, like, everyone has the same mindset. Yeah. You know, it's crazy, and it's so, like, that, that culture that was created there uh, is just pretty amazing. Yeah, we worked with some amazing, amazingly talented people. Um, Whether they're in Ventura County now, a lot of the brewers from Stone um, worked at, a lot of the brewers from Ventura County worked at Stone for a long time. Hmm. So it feels very comfortable for me coming up here as well, you know, because there's people that I know um, and I'm very familiar with the styles of beer and everything that's up here. It was fun. All right. A lot of good times there. Let's drink some beer. Yeah, let's drink some beer. We're good. Come on in. Amber Indigo. Some beers. Nice. Let's drink some beer. For you, handsome. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Oh, enchante. All right, we got to make sure that you guys put them the right way. I know. Not. Oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> okay, cool. So you you know how this this goes, right? So we're just I'm I'm just saying what is ours and what isn't. Yeah, but yep. but this time around, since say what you the have beer a, is, if I can, you are going to try to guess which one's the Tranchel Hill beer. So it's a double win. And wh- what it is, <laughs> which you should be able to, do. and then <laughs> just make you try to guess the tap beer or the the guest tap as well. Yeah, yeah, that one's tough. I don't even know what's on. And it's, uh, it's been a while since somebody's won my car. So if yeah, you get okay. them all right, you get you all get right. it. What, what do you drive? It's a 2012 Lexus CT200H, little hybrid. Okay. So you might walk away with a little hybrid. All right. <laughs> we'll have to score this one a little bit different, but okay. we're making you work. All right. What are we starting with? We'll s- we usually start with the, the two T's. All right. All right. We're going to put Jeff on the spot tonight, too. John's starting to think I'm getting cocky over here. I'm like, yeah, I got that one. Well, you never told me. Well, Jeff, you do these all the time, and you definitely drink our beer a lot, so you definitely have a a palate for it. All right. Left T is uh, Red Widow. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Not only did he did he get the tea hill, but he named the beer. The right's a little different. It tastes, um, yeah. I'm, I'm What's it taste like? Well, so, yeah, so there's kind of a difference, right? Like, so the one on the right is an Irish red. Okay. So that's maybe from, like, 
Yep. So artifacts, right? Artifacts, yep. artifacts Bog Trotter. So we're doing the collab with them here in the next uh, couple weeks. Nice. Yeah. Them, Virgin, and Craft Coast together. It's going to be a four away. Yeah. We're going to do a four brewery collab double brew day. We're going to brew on the 20 barrel and the five barrel on the same day. Nice. So it should be a double brew on the five? We're just going to do a single brew, but we're going to do a a cool Mexican lager on that. Oh, okay. Different beer. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Oh, that's rad. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, So one exclusive for here, and then one. That's going to go out to everybody. Show. Yeah. Which, t- tell tell them about the name of that beer, which is genius. Pretty great. Danker Man. Danker Man. Danker Man. Nice. They're all all buddies from San Diego that we all know. So it just, it, it works, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, there was. Josh, can you throw up the uh, Danker Man can right here? Be like, pretend like uh, Dante's holding him as <laughs> he will have the artwork pop up. <laughs> yeah. The Danker Man. Yeah, Danker Man, it's going to be great. Um, We'll put some really cool hops in there. We haven't finalized that yet, but um, all these breweries that we're working with make great beer too, so it's going to be really fun to collaborate on a a really fun recipe and do some some new hops in there, and yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. So, so well, tell us a little bit about the Red Widow. Red Widow is is a beer that I love. Like, it's, it's all the flavors of a beer that that was really one of the first beers that I really liked was you, you go back to other beers in San Diego that I was trying at the time um, when I first started in beer um, their uh, what was it Alpine had a red um, Alesmith had a red rye this is a red rye IPA 6.66% um, it's a little spicy uh, from the rye um, a little earthy it's got Citra, Chinook. It's a uh, it's a fun beer. It's it just brings me. It's an old school beer, but it works out for everybody because it's got all the caramel malts in it. It's not too overbearing. It's just a, a fun beer to drink. It is really good. Uh, uh, it's funny we just had Brittany on from Naughty Pine. She she was telling us basically <laughs> she uses rye in, in a lot. Yeah, a lot of her her beers and i was we were t- i was mentioning that that you're a, a rye guy you love rye yeah do lots of rye stuff on um, that small system for sure it's it's yeah. not i don't think it's something that really lends great to distribution yeah because it is a little polarizing it will uh it, it'll turn some people off for sure yeah. it's, it's a little harsh for some people other people if you can appreciate the nuances in in a rye um like a whiskey or just rye malt in general, rye bread, all that kind of stuff. Um, then you'll you'll like a beer like this. Hmm. Sorry, would it be a brewer's b- beer? Is there such a thing? I, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I think it's a brewer's beer. Yeah. Um, it's it's on the lower side of the ABV, so you can drink it too. When I say lower, six and six point six percent. But if you're thinking about other IPAs, you're getting a lot of seven and a half, almost eight percent for for that. So. Yeah, hmm. I think it's a brewer's beer. All right. Um, and then, okay, so then if you can, what what would be the difference? Like, what what would make what makes an Irish red? Like, why is the artifacts? They're bogged? definitely not using. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say definitely, but they're. I don't think they're using rye in that. Um, it's going to be a little bit 
more on the malty side, a little bit sweeter. Um, the Red Rye IPA, an Irish red isn't going to be as hoppy, um, but the Red Rye will be hoppy. It'll have that, that little spice bite at the back end. Yeah. This should be a little bit maltier, a little sweeter, um, probably a little bit less bitter, easier, a little bit easier to just like chug a bunch of it if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is all insanely accurate. Cause <laughs> it's definitely just very malty and mm-hmm. definitely not hoppy. Yeah. And it's really good. <clears throat> yeah, I like that beer too. Yes. Yeah, Another one of those beers that a lot of people don't have on because it's not the most popular beer, but. Yeah. Um, when we don't have a red on or we don't have a, a darker amber or something like that on, we get a lot of a lot of bartenders coming to us being like, yeah. hey, when is that beer going to come back? Because mm-hmm. yeah. we get questions about it all the time. Yep. So it's a great beer for us to have on because it'll stay on for a little while and it appeases a lot of people. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of guys come and ask for, the, yeah. for a red. A lot of the old heads. Exactly, older dudes. <laughs> Reds and browns, too. Yep. So, Josh, which, which side does Dante have to point at? Because he scored what two points on that i mean he got he got the you're gonna ding, ding, ding. up in your right hand corner if you want to give it yeah perfect give me like a excited here we go like yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> all right should we move to the h's let's do it let's all right h h beer I'm gonna say I don't know. <laughs> be Cali day um, seems a little too hoppy for that though Right kind of tastes like jackalope. Is right jackalope? Uh, you're close. You're close. Pilsner. Yeah. All right. The right is the pilsner. Then the left is not our beer, and that is something uh, hoppier. That one is branching out. Okay. Uh, it's an everywhere. It's great. It's got really good, really good aroma to it. Um, that's why I thought it was one of our beers. <laughs> <laughs> and they're claiming modern pilsner. Okay. So what it's hoppy. That, what does that mean, modern I w- pilsner? I would, I would probably call it a hoppy pilsner. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely pretty hoppy. It's a really it's good beer. I think it, it, it doesn't bring out that pilsner malt, but it's a great beer. Yeah. Um, going back to this one, the pilsner definitely comes out in the Conejo pilsner. What do you mean by the pilsner comes out? What are you? So pilsner malt. It's a lighter, lighter malted. Um, it's going to be the lightest, one of the lightest malts that you can get, that you're going to get that light color from. Um, we add a couple other malts in there as well to kind of balance it out. But, um, yeah, for, for a lighter beer like a Pilsner or a lager, you're going to use a lot of Pilsner pale malt. Um, so you're not picking up a bunch of color there, too much uh, sweetness or anything like that. 
they're using different different yeasts so it'd be interesting to see what kind of yeast they're using over here on the everywhere beer as well right yeah both really good beers so that was uh two all right one one for two two for two you you corrected the ship there i'll take a half a point on that one okay one and a half (laughs) i'll allow it (laughs) so does he have to point on both sides Oh, give the, that's, that's a win. I oh, think it's a win. Oh, yeah. oh shit! I forgot to say what is Pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Give me a give me a point up back to your right corner. There you go. Okay, let's do B. All right. All right, B. Double B's. Double B's. Wow. Color and clarity is pretty similar. Very similar. All right. Now I'm going B is Jackalope. Which which B? B on the left. <laughs> B on the left. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Damn it. Does that mean B on the right is Jackalope? B on the right is Jackalope. You definitely knew where we were going. Uh, they both they they both uh, had that little hoppiness and the Pilsner yeah. Pilsner to them. Exactly. This one is a German Pilsner. Okay. And and ours the Jackalope Czech. is Czech. Yep. So it's basically They're Pilsner. Bar- yeah. But with hops added, so we add uh, Peacherine hops, which is a new hop from New Zealand. Um, which brings out some nice, like, peach, fuzzy peach notes and uh, tangerine in there. And then there's some mosaic in there as well to kind of just get it to pop a little bit. Um, but, yeah, that would make sense why the German one is a little bit more. It, it gives you that little tang at the back. Yeah, and that one is by everywhere. Uh, it's called Feels Like Home, German Pilsner. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, they make really good beer. I, I got a... Got to meet those guys last weekend when we were down at the Docent Field Trip Fest. Okay, cool. Is that how um, this collab? I mean, this this take takeover came. I'm not about? sure how this came about, um, but they were they were really cool. Um, nice. They didn't mention anything about it, but mm. maybe the guy that was there didn't know. But they were they had some great beers down there too. Yeah, I think Ollie set this up. I'm not sure. <clears throat> yeah, I think Jackalope has been one of my favorite beers that. Yeah. that I've brewed in the in the past few months. Yeah. It's been a fun one. And when you're brewing a Pilsner or a lager, you're, you're waiting five, six weeks to see how that beer turns out. And then if it turns out good, you're really happy. Yeah. If it doesn't turn out, then you're like, shit, what did I do here, you know? Yeah. Six weeks and this beer is not what I wanted it to be. But this one has turned out to what, it, what I wanted it to be. Yeah, it's a, Jackalope's amazing. So is the Conejo Pilsner. I mean... Those yeah, ones are rad. Th- getting into the loggers and the pilsner has been really fun for us. Um, yeah. I think we've done a pretty good job at it for not coming up through stone. We didn't we didn't do too many loggers or pilsners or any kind of uh, beers like that. So it was IPA all the time. Right. Yeah. Bitter, bitter, bitter IPAs. And <laughs> what we brew here is not that type of beer anymore. We're, we're getting into those loggers. We're getting into more balanced IPAs, getting into... Uh, very low bitterness in our IPAs, more smooth and drinkable, clean. Yeah. How fast does it take for an IPA? 
IPA grain to glass is probably about 14 days, a little maybe a little okay. longer sometimes. Um, a Pilsner can be anywhere from five to seven weeks, depending on where when you're tasting it, when you like it, when you want to put it out. So, okay, let's move on to C. These ones are IPAs. All right, so we moved up. Into the IPA world. Speaking of IPAs, Jeff knows this one. You got this one. Feel like uh, Trash the Hill ones on the right. C on the left is Cali Day. Oh, <laughs> uh, is it? On the nose. <laughs> I was wrong. This is Cali Day. Actually, I've, I've been wrong on a lot of them this time around. Isn't it crazy that Cali Day is, is one of the most distinct it's ones? It's a very distinct beer because yeah. of that hop laurel that, that a lot of yeah. people don't use. Um, yeah. And I think it's underutilized, but it's, it's such a great hop. It's so floral. It's so lemony. It's, uh, yeah. it's distinct, like you said. Yeah. It'll, it'll set your beer apart. Um, but it's a little polarizing. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did, I don't know if you saw the episode with Chef when you were like, okay, that's Cali Day, and he tasted it, and he's like, that is not Cali Day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think we had the blonde. And yeah, it was the blonde, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's not, I don't know what that is, but that's not Cali Day. He knows Cali Day. Like oh, yeah. The that's back, that's, that's his, Chef's beer. That's yeah. his jam. He yeah. loves Cali Day. So we, that that's, yeah, that's a, a hop combination that we love right there. It's uh, yeah. Laurel and Mosaic, and Laurel they mosaic. just play really well together. Yeah. Create a very balanced top profile to me it's it's not overly grassy or green it's just yeah. very floral that hot punch in there it's it like you said really nice uh, like definitely have the hot punch but not bitter yeah not like yeah it's like it's very it it so when we were coming up with this beer we were trying to figure out a name and cali day like when you drink a beer when when i come up, try to come up with a name i'm thinking of when you drink the beer, what does it kind of evoke? What does it What does it bring out? You know, and I'm like, oh, I just want to drink this beer on the beach on a, like a nice, sunny day. Yeah. And right. I'm like, well, nobody nobody in California actually says Cali. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you say Cali Day, and I'm like, oh, that's that, that rings. It's yeah. It's a good flow to it, mm -hmm. so it worked out great for a beer. Yeah, California Day versus a Cali Day. Like Cali Day implies it's a good day. Yeah. It's a Cali Day. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It's gonna be. It's like you can hear uh, ice, ice cube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ice cube time. It's a good day. It's right. a Cali day. You know. There it is. Like, okay. What was the the other C? Sorry. The other C was another everywhere. Okay. Like I said, we have a uh, tap takeover. That one is called Simplicity. Okay. And it's uh, it's a West Coast IPA as well. I'm enjoying their beers. Their their beers are really nice. Yeah, <coughs> it's good. Everywhere. This has come up a few times. I've asked John, but I kind of want to get your perspective on it. Why is the brewing industry so collaborative? Um, I think it, I think it stems from a lot of people that have worked jobs that they don't like. 
and that have just come together and they want to see and it's a lot of friends you know they just Mm. want to see their friends do well and when you're getting together and you once once you do a collaboration one time you just want to keep doing it okay because it's it's your friends getting together you're having some beers you're throwing around ideas you're learning new things every time Mm. that's one of the things we try to take every time we do a collaboration is um whether it's here or at another brewery is can we learn something from it can we learn a new way to dry hop can we learn a new a new process on the brew house that we never really thought of that somebody else is doing can we make it easier for ourselves um it's it's just fun that's interesting so it's like a learning process and an exchange 100 percent a learning process always it's like skating with a, a group of friends yeah and that i mean i feel like it's very it lends very well to southern california as well right i think that's why beer has grown so big in southern california that um it, it that culture is already there yeah and you just apply it to a new trade right yeah yeah like that socal lifestyle like yeah we talk about this a lot like you know with our music like that's basically opm like you know like obviously not like you know none none of us are like in the contention for like the greatest rapper or the greatest singer or the greatest guitar player you know that stuff like you know we're all just you know creative guys or whatever but we were like the the skate culture yeah. we were selling like the lifestyle the socal lifestyle and um yeah and like the growing up in the skate culture here which i know you know you know yeah, you and i have the same definitely did you, you know, know background in, in that Diego. culture or whatever yeah exactly and it's like and so like in every every aspect of things like you know you didn't just skate you also probably surfed and uh, played football or basketball or something else too whatever it was like one thing but then <coughs> with music there wasn't just one genre of music with skate culture that was like the, the best thing of, to me about skate culture was that it was hip-hop it was metal it was punk rock it was hardcore it was like it was all collaborative it was very collaborative all yeah. the stuff like anytime you went and skated and some, you know, no matter how, you know, where where it was, you go and skate with a group of people, whatever. It was like, you know, one day you're listening to Slayer and one day you're listening to the Beastie Boys or whatever, you know. Which mm-hmm. is very much what it's like in this brewery. You're here all yeah. week. Like, yeah. Monday's Metal Monday. Yeah. Tuesday's kind of a freestyle. Go for it. Wednesday's Wu-Tang Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday's Skate Punk Thursday. Yeah. Friday's Gangster Rap Friday. So it's it, we're, we're all over the place and everybody's yep. having fun. We're, just, we're yeah. just trying to do something cool, you know? Yep. That's definitely what it's all about. Which is, which is interesting because, uh, you know, that's, it's, why, it's definitely why, like, the SoCal kind of you know whatever lifestyle thing whatever it it transcends globally you know like i think everybody like uh, and uh yeah and i think like as a as uh i was listening to somebody the other day on i think on instagram or something talking about like uh it was uh it was uh uh getty lee uh you know getty lee uh from rush oh the singer and he played bass okay um he was talking about like you can't be original if you live in a vacuum like you like you have to the the more sort of inputs what's that yeah like inputs yeah the more inputs i guess or the more the more inputs that you have coming in the more you have the ability to be creative hmm. um which like contradicted with kind of inspires like, you in different ways yeah exactly 
and I, and I was like, I was like, wait, but if you live in a vacuum, then like you have no choice but to be original or whatever. Right. But like, you would, if you were in the vacuum, more than likely, you would probably just end up doing something exactly the same as somebody yeah. else. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so it's almost it's the opposite of what you think. So like, the more inputs, like you said, the more inputs you have, the more then you kind of like can draw from all those influences, mm -hmm. but then still try and carve your own. Yeah, do your own niche path. or yeah. wherever it's going. Yeah. Inspiration yeah. is interesting too, though, like, because uh, it could inspire something that you, that's not even that, but yeah. being a vacuum, it would be very boring, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, can try you to inspire yourself. <laughs> you listen, I mean? Listening only to one genre of music and then you hear, you only listen to the Beatles and then you hear like Slayer. Right. Like, that's going to be a, a shock, but it's going to inspire you probably to think outside of that box. Right. Yeah. Got some more beer. How come I got more than them? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, that makes it nice. We should do that every time so that we know the one with four is on one side. Got it. Okay, cool. I'm going to keep that down. Wait a side. second. So, so the four side is on the left, and the three side is on the yeah, right. Yeah, but so we're one of them we're not comparing. One of them is just uh, I believe it's just Brittany, uh, the Brittany Tiho. It's the Naughty Pine Tiho collab. Ah, we okay. were just gonna taste it. So I want the three on the right. I have exactly. I have the four on the left, the three on the right. Some of these I feel like I might be able to tell just by looking at them. Right, uh, Dante, you're getting cocky. <laughs> <laughs> I spent like <laughs> 10 years doing taste panel. So the sea, the lone sea, mm -hmm. is the creature of the dark. Okay. okay. But, yeah, so. But uh, we can do TNT. TNT. TTs. TNT dynamite. I know this. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Top left T is the light. <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. I was like, Dante's <laughs> just going to get this one right off the bat. Do you have a guess as to what, I mean, maybe not what uh, what brewery it is, but do you have a guess as to what style this one might be? It is It is distinct. It's not a not a like a one-to-one. -one. Obviously, this is like an, um, the light is our American lager. Yep, American mm -hmm. light lager. Yeah, and this one is not a. Uh, this is not an American light lager. It's got a. It's definitely got a multi character to it that that that, that light is not showing. Um, I still want to say it's it's some sort of lager though. Um, I'm not exactly sure what what it would be more other than a pilsner, but it, it doesn't taste like a pilsner. So, Kolsch. Kolsch. There you go. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit more funky, so that makes sense. Yeah, uh, it close to me is a little bit more funky on the, on the nose yeah. and on the taste. Um, yeah, this definitely has some funk, a little bit of funk. Yeah, but it's nice, it's smooth. This is also everywhere. Yeah, it's a little sulfur maybe, yeah. but yeah. Mm. but that's what you get off those beers. Mm -hmm. Which is what we were talking about before, like the less is more thing. Like to be able to get something like look how light that is compared to everything else we've seen tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for these guys <coughs> to do that. Four and a half percent. Yeah. Like that this, light. This is just a crusher. That delicate with like nothing off-putting in it is like really fucking hard to do. Yeah. That, that, there's no sulfur on that one. Yeah. Like it's 
the carb I think is there, and that beer is probably a couple months old too. Yeah, so exactly. it's uh, it's still tasting fresh. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, this is like there's no sign of age on that beer right none. now. It's incredible. I've been drinking this for months. Like yeah, I mean, I've been, like, <laughs> I've been drinking this one of every my day. <laughs> one of my dailies when I get yeah. when I'm getting off. I'm yeah. Having a light. I don't know how many times it's you've so been good. like, hey, you want a beer? I'm like, sure. What do you want? I'm like, I don't know. And you're like, you want a light? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm drinking. It's weird because I'm here every day, so I'm like tempted to drink every day. So like, I just I love that we have the light. Yeah. You know, because like, you know. Yeah, we got to keep that one going for sure. I yeah. think that's a special beer that. Yeah. That uh. That not everybody can pull off. Great. No, exactly. Um, there's a lot a lot of light loggers out there. A lot of people come in and want the lightest beer too, right? Yeah. Like they ask for that, right? There's there's both sides, right? So a lot of people come in, they're like, "What's your lightest beer?" And a lot of other people come in, like, "What's your what's your most yeah. what's your highest ABV yeah, beer?" Right, right. Exactly. Like, you have that 11% triple IPA on. <laughs> no, sorry, that's that's <laughs> limited. No, it's crazy too. Like I just you know I'm drinking this and I'm thinking about moving on to the next one. Like, you know where there's no like, my palate's totally ready to rock like yeah i, I don't it's need almost a palate cleanser it is exactly yeah, yeah. Hmm. like i mean i have there's no residual at zero residual right now like i could go fresh to the next thing whatever it is yeah so that that there's a lot of corn in that beer um which gives you that little bit of sweetness that's in there yeah um also lends to that lightness um but pilsner malt corn very little hops and yeah. just let it go for about five six weeks and then it's ready to rock hmm. it's amazing yeah. Um, okay, let's go to let's go to H. H. I'm hoping. Double uh, H's. I'm hoping that these ones look heavy. <laughs> I'm wondering if we should should we go should we go to B first? Should we go to B first? Should probably go to B first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah good, let's go good, to B. Good idea. Okay. B B's. And I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna. B has a. I have to give him some context context uh this is a this is a trick question okay yeah i think i know what that means yeah i don't know that i know what that means <laughs> i'm just warning you now B on the left, I think might be Mammoth Crush. <laughs> yes. Okay. Does that mean B on the right is uh, Tarantula Hill Pale? <laughs> <laughs> Close. It's Tarantula Hill. Blonde. Yes. Yeah, you can <laughs> taste that honey in there. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be like a collab or something like that earlier. No, it was just a. It was just. Uh, yeah, I mean a pale and a blonde, and they were both ours. So I didn't want to like. You can tell the, the difference is the color for sure. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. The pale and the blonde. Tell us about or tell me, John knows about this mammoth crush. Mammoth crush was was something that we've been wanting to do forever. Mike, uh, the brewmaster here. Him and I, since we've met, have always gone up to Mammoth. His parents own a house up there. So 
it's been a, a spot for us that we love going up. We made a lot of friends up there. So getting our beer up on the mountain has been amazing for us. Like just seeing our friends posting beers up on the mountain, snowboarding and skiing and hanging out is, is awesome. Like it's so cool. And um, to be able to throw mammoth, the name Mammoth on it and everything else has, has been really fun for us. Yeah. yeah, we've been, we got super lucky, like obviously uh, we were able to get Stone to distribute our beer here in Southern California, but then uh, we were able to get Mammoth Brewing Company to do our distribution up there on the mountain, so that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, up on the mountain, in the, in the bars, like on the ski lifts, not just in the bars, like in Mammoth. Right, yeah. Like up on the ski lifts, which yeah. is really cool. We're in the ponds up there in the, t- in the town and uh, doing really good up there. Um, and then also, Blueza Palooza. Yeah, the best, the best festival like, that you can go it's to. It's like the best beer festival there is. Yeah. It's crazy. In the middle of the woods, you know, yeah. in Mammoth. I feel like you rub it in every time you bring it up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go. Like, I want to go to Lock that. it out next year. <laughs> you should do a, a, a podcast from there. That would be awesome. Let's do that. We should do that. In the mountains, we'll just yeah. we'll just walk around and, and pick out a, a brewery. Yeah, just go to the like you, yeah, come into the booth. Yeah, yeah, because everybody from you do June Lake up there. Yeah, do a podcast with June Lake. Those that guys are wild. Right. They're fun. They are fun. Yeah, it's so good. It's just a good festival, and then it's also like all the bands. It's all it's all yeah. blues. It's like legit. Like yeah, we had Trombone Shorty last year. Yeah, no, I've seen him. Robert Cray. Yeah, some great blues and jazz musicians. There was those sisters that played last year. What was the name of that band? Ooh, I forget that. They were so they good. They were great. And I think, and I just, I so I, like, I started following them on Instagram. I think I, I, I think I know who you're talking about. about. I can't think of their name. It's two There's sisters. S- there two sisters. One of them like plays the pedal steel, I think, yep. and the other one Slide. plays guitar. Yeah, yeah. And they're so good. They're playing again next. I just saw they. It's so underrated, man. I think like, they might be headlining this year. It is legit. Some of the best music that yeah. you can just go and see for at a beer festival. Yeah. You know, it is very unique. Yeah, and it's so cool. Yeah, it's it's just cool. I mean, obviously, there's so many different cool beer festivals, but that one just it's just unique. It's the vibe, the vibe is just there on you know? point. Yeah, yeah, and the Mammoth, you know, Mammoth Brewing Company, like they're uh, they're just rad. Like that, they do that. And then the June Lake guys are obviously the homies. And yeah, Good <coughs> it's so fun to go and just spend time with those guys. And yeah, they get they definitely get wild. Like it's is it a Larkin Poe? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're both like, yes. yes. <laughs> Larkin Poe. Shout you, out bet, Larkin Poe. I bet you sent them to me. I de- probably did. I'm sure you did. Yeah, they're Check so these good. They're so good. They're like, uh, I was like, I was blown away when I saw them live. And then I started following them. I was like, holy shit. Well, anytime you like put like families together singing. Yeah. The harmonies harmony. are a DNA lock. Yeah. Right. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Think, like what are, what are some of the great family, like the Partridge family? Yeah. My, uh, my wife's family when they sing together the isley brothers the isley brothers yeah Yeah, like anybody you have the same dna and you hit those harmonies my wife's family there's eight kids and then the parents and when 10 of them sing together in like five-part harmonies it's like feel like uh, (laughs) like, it's it's crazy it's it's like that uh scene from what is it uh uh anchorman or not 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 anchorman stepbrothers where they're singing in the car (laughs) (laughs) but they don't have the dna (laughs) they're stepbrothers (laughs) But what was uh, I was just gonna say another? Oh, the Hanson brothers. Oh yeah, like one of the most 
you know, most sellingest bands of all time. Those yeah, little. right. Um, the fucking Mark and Donnie Jackson Wahlberg. Five. The Jackson, Jackson Five, five. Yeah. would be probably the best example. <laughs> Jackson Five. Yeah, yeah, something DNA voice. Like, it's weird. Yeah, because there, there's and there's the some voice is so unique. Every voice is so unique, you know. And then, but then, like obviously, like if you're, you know, your brother, or sister, or whatever, like it's you're a, a lot closer than anybody else could possibly be. And that's and they, I think they just have this other innate ability to lock in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that sibling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard locking in on that on that level. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. Do I get another point up on this one? Dude, you got two points for that one. Two. Two. That was a that was go. Right. <laughs> I think we missed one of them, though. Uh, again, I think we missed the one before that pointing. Did we? I feel like we did. Do uh, do another one. I'll put it in post. Over the... <laughs> 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 there you go. All right. Okay, well, let's Winner. go back up there to H. All uh, right, H is out. These are both... Uh, so these are the biggest beers so far. These are stouts. Double H. They're both stouts? Yeah, these are stouts. Yeah, this man is a dumb question, but what makes it a stout? What's the... Uh, the like how you're brewing it, uh, the malts that you're using. So with... I'm pretty sure this is the grade, right? Yes. So the grade is going to be a very... It's, it's a heavier beer. Mm-hmm. You're going to... So we, we work in a sugar content ratio called Play-Doh. And so your lowest that we get is about 1.2 Play-Doh, which is, will be our IPAs to get them really dry. Um, our stouts are finishing around 3.2, 3.5 to keep them a little bit more full-bodied to... Um, have that mouthfeel where it's a bigger beer mm. and in the stouts you're going to use the roasted malts you're going to use chocolate malts crystal malts kind of blend them all together to find the right combination that you want for a what what you what you're looking for in that beer um and then in, in this particular beer it's a, a imperial russian stout and then we're aging it on not really aging it, but resting it on vanilla beans, cacao nibs, and coffee. Yeah, wow. So we're using local ragamuffin coffee to rest it on. Um, I think we this one in particular, we got vanilla beans from Madagascar, which I don't know if you guys know, but vanilla beans are stupid expensive. Right. I do know that. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, would, yeah <laughs> you should know that. I use a lot more vanilla than you guys do. Over About that. $300, $300 a pound or something like that. I know that we buy five gallon, five gallons, yeah. and it's $2,000. Okay. Yeah, so That's we're, we're buying the for beans. For the vanilla that we use in the, it's our, yeah, ours yeah. is like liquid. Yeah, yeah, obviously you guys are getting straight beans. So, yeah, the mine is a vanilla extract, basically, okay. so it's more processed, so it's more expensive. So, so can we go start a vanilla farm? <laughs> that right? would be, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so the, the best the best vanilla comes from uh, Tahitia and Madagascar. We do a lot of Tanzanian. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, the Tahitian vanilla is, I think, the highest, um, which is what we use in our vanilla ice cream. And then Madagascar is, in, uh, is probably right there with it. Yeah. Um, Mexico actually makes great vanilla. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
We definitely used some Mexican vanilla and some stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, if we could grow vanilla here, I think we would, obviously. <laughs> I bet it. I bet growing yeah. vanilla is hard. Otherwise, I think it's very hard. Yeah, I don't know. You would imagine somebody has tried it somewhere yeah, else. For yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> they're beans and like beans are but you look at like hops hops are very much a geographical place where yeah. you grow them so yeah. it's pacific northwest yeah. it's australia it's yeah um there's some in south africa there's a lot in germany which is very similar pacific northwest right um and then uh new zealand but there's they're also growing them in new mexico they're growing them probably in a farm down the street you yeah, know what i mean sure so you could probably do, do it on a yeah. smaller scale yeah. but yeah, we uh, we were actually gonna when we were doing the landscaping here in the beginning, we looked into growing some hops here. Yeah, <coughs> and uh, it's doable to grow hops here in Thousand Oaks. Um, but then we found out that if dogs eat hops, it's they could die. Yeah, it's poisonous. Yeah, so we were like, oh, we, yeah, we want to be dog friendly too. So right, and it was it would have just been aesthetic, obviously, where we yeah. grow enough to actually use in the beer. The and yield would be very low. Yeah, it would be low, and also probably. You know, not great. Yeah, replant yeah. every year. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That uh, that stout pugilist is an Irish dry stout. That makes sense. Yeah, perfect for St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, a little the bit lighter. What's, what's the difference? Yeah. So it's going to be, so like I was saying, the our stout's finishing at about 3.2 Play-Doh up to 3.5 Play-Doh. This beer is much drier, and you can taste it on that mouthfeel. Yeah, for sure it's so drier. it's going to be lower down there, probably in the twos or even in the ones. Um, okay, I'm going to sound really stupid here, but, like, is there is there hops in this? There's hops in, I won't say every single beer, because yeah. I've made, we've made beers without hops. Yeah. But there's 100% hops in there. Okay. And it's probably um, some noble hops, just to, to bring out a little bit of that. Um, earthy character that you're going to want in that Irish dry stout. Yeah, okay. And obviously the homies at uh, at Society. So Yeah, for sure. Making a great beer. They definitely know what's up at Society. So do you think they're, they must be growing hops in Ireland? I'm sure they are. Yeah, because yeah. you figure in Europe they're not so much collaborative. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're not like Irish... Irish breweries aren't using German hops. I, I bet at this point they are. I mean, maybe at this point, but yeah. like, traditionally. Uh, we have a buddy that, that uh, so was lucky enough to go over to, to Scotland for a while. So met a lot of those guys over there at BrewDog. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's it's interesting there because when you go when you go there, they're in Ellen up in Scotland. And there's not much around. It's oil town, so... Um, they're bringing people in to go brew there, and they're from all around Europe. They're from Turkey. They're from Ireland. They're from Germany. They're from France. They're from everywhere. So they all have different perspectives on beer, and they're basically going there to get experience and go back home. Right. And um, one of our good friends, who Mike and I both met, he, he came to Escondido and, and brewed with us at Stone for a little bit too. Um, he's from Ireland and he went back after brewing there he went back to Ireland to go open his own brewery mm. so he's definitely using New Zealand hops he's using German hops American hops everything nice I think it's it's personal preference yeah yeah right 
That makes sense. Okay. And the last one, uh, no mystery, but just wanted to sip it and taste it, the cr- uh, Creature from the Dark. I'm loving this beer. And then talk about your talk about that experience with Brittany. Obviously, was just here, and she talked about it. So let's hear. Yeah, uh, Britt's awesome. Yeah, she's Brit. she makes. Sorry, I've been calling her Brittany. Yes, Brittany, Britt. <laughs> she she no, makes. She prefers Brit. <laughs> she uh, she got mad at me for saying Brittany. <laughs> she makes some of the best loggers that yeah. I've ever had. She's rad. really, um, yep. and that's that's why we wanted to do this beer with her yep. because. From the beginning, Mike and I have talked about it, and we were like, okay, if we're going to brew this style of beer, we need to get these certain people in here to to make us knowledgeable about it because we weren't brewing these kind of beers when we were at Stone. So to brew a Schwartz beer with Brittany is, I mean, you're brewing with one of the best Schwartz beer brewers, in my opinion, in the world. Yeah. She's killing it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this beer, the caramel, the the... The roastiness, the the toffee that's in it is yeah. just, and it's light. Yeah, it's uh, what 4.7 percent. So yeah. mm. you can crush this beer, and you're still getting a full flavor experience with it. Super good. Yeah, Brit is legit. Yeah. So again, with the collaboration part of it, like she didn't she didn't have to just come over and give us her recipe and say she could have done anything else she could have given us something weird <laughs> right but uh she, the, that's different for this industry we if she asks us hey how do you brew liquid candy i'll give her a recipe you yeah. know be like here brew it it's yeah. going to taste different on each system so you yeah, i remember you you told me that before and it, ha- yeah. well, it has a lot to do with the water right a lot to do with and, the water and, and they're actually close yeah they're, uh, closest of any brewery i'd guess right yeah, them and yeah. them and pedals yeah. probably. So like, if they probably could get the closest to like a liquid candy, they would or get something. very they they could get very close to it. But also, it depends on how what your system size is, what um what your brew system size is, what your fermenter size is, how your temperatures are when you're fermenting, mm-hmm. how you dry hop it, everything. Like, there's so many steps to things that it's going to be really hard to exactly replicate a beer. So that's what's great about just helping out other people is that even if they make the same exact beer it's going to be different right yeah yeah and i was going to say uh one of the things that's really cool like uh i i usually try to always speak positive and try not to talk negative uh about anything but like you know all things are not created equal and there's um, there's so many brewers, uh, breweries in Southern California, and you know some are just clearly better than others. Um, and I, I obviously have an attachment here because I'm a part of this thing or whatever. But I, I try to be objective as much as possible, and um, and like just uh, you know obviously getting to taste beers from all different places and whatever, and like <coughs> like. I sometimes like look at breweries and I see them kind of struggling and I'm like, you know, some, sometimes they have like a great brewer, but they're like, they are fucking everything else up. You also got to have that support. Like we've had the support from you guys from day one to get us the equipment that we need, the people that we need, like everything, the, the budget for the hops and everything else. Um, you have to have that support in place as well or else you're going to be if you're not comfortable 
you're not going to be creative. Yeah. And having that support and not having to worry about all those other things lets you be a little bit more creative in my yeah. eyes. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've been able to be very creative and come up with some really cool beers and yeah, yeah. It's like we're we're very thankful for the equipment that we've been able to have and everything. So yeah, and I've told Jeff many times, and I've, I'm sure other people too. But like I I look at it like running this operation. I mean, my my experience in business is being in the music industry. I'm, I'm, I came into this knowing nothing about the brew industry. Obviously, I'm a, I've been a fan of drinking beer since I was like a child. 15, <laughs> yeah. 12. Yeah, so like, I mean, obviously I love beer. I've always loved beer and it's it's always been like a, you know, a centerpiece in my life and, and, and you know, with friends and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but the business aspect of it, not, I knew nothing, you know? Yeah. So coming in here, I applied my my knowledge my business knowledge which was in the music industry and i look i look at this place as if i'm running a record label that's my that's my knowledge and i look at like like you and mike you guys are the you guys are the artists on the yeah. label and and a good record label what they do is they just give a clean slate a clean palette for the artist and they they just nurture them and allow them to be creative and give them the tools that they need you know like you know like that's a great way to put it i've never yeah. really thought about that yeah way, but it makes sense that's that's my approach like that's what i'm trying to do for you guys i'm trying to make your guys life stress-free let you guys create give you the palette give you the tools like you said give you the people and like let you and like let you guys bang out hits yeah you know and, and i th i think it's it's showing in in what's what's being produced here i think we're we're doing yeah, some you of guys the, are banging out hits we're doing some really good beer here yeah and yeah. whether whether we're winning medals or not like that's that's not what we're worried about we're just worried about putting out really we good don't have beer. time to play the metal game like exactly we're, we're on the grind right yeah. you know what i mean well i think uh yeah i think know, that'll come it's just a bonus if, if it's, a bonus, it, it's a bonus for sure but no but it's like yeah that'll come you guys are making award-winning beer whether or not and like and i i guess kind of we i kind of we went sidetrack a little bit but my point was without talking shit about other breweries basically but like so, some some places have great brewers bad infrastructure some places have great infrastructure but just bad brewers yeah right you know and I, so i feel bad talking about because they're artists and i, I, I hate wouldn't even say bad i think it's just or, inexperience yeah whatever yeah. the case may yeah. be i feel so like the fact like if you if you're starting a brewery and you're able to find one good brewer you're really fucking lucky you like whether like you said even if it's just experience yeah but it's it's more than experience. It's also there's, there's a passion. There's guys there's, who have experience, but then there's it. also guys who are artists. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like the guy who's a, who's a true artist and experience, and like you and Mike are both artists and have the experience. Like have not even just experience. You have stone experience, like which mm -hmm. we talked about earlier, like how important stone is to the to the big picture of the game, and like it's like we like the fact that we got like to get one would be a a miracle to get two of right. the caliber is like it's it's pretty intense like we yeah. we got lucky and we i think it was all of us kind of got lucky together we you did know? Yeah. like it's crazy it was a, it was it all came together and it worked out yeah crazy and i think to keep with the analogy too and and going back a little bit with some of the stuff you said about stone great talent begets great talent so yeah. if you get you have good talent good talent wants to go there the yeah. companies that have the best talent are um, are the best companies, right? And so it's like, what comes first? But like, you start with the right people, 
and yeah. more of those people want to come to that and yeah. be a part of that. And not only is it, I, I, I see a bigger picture here, you know, my whole background is building teams is like, you also have the person that understands how to package something. So you could have a great album yeah, and have no distribution yep. and horrible packaging and no idea how to get it out there. And you guys also figured that out. I think getting stone to distribute is better than any award you can possibly yeah, get. For that sure. was great. And, and, that, yeah. and that was something that we all pushed for because yeah. we, we, Mike and I coming from there, we knew how they treated beer. We knew that they had a respect for beer where I was, I won't name names and stuff, but a lot of these other places, they do not, you know, they, they'll deliver your beer warm. They'll, it's just, they don't have that respect to where you keep your beer cold the whole time. It's going to stay better longer. And it's going to be better to your customer. You're going to make more money, everything. Yeah. And they've invested in that. And I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they definitely clearly care about their customer. Yeah. And that's like, <clears throat> for your distributor, that's 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 all you really want. Yeah. You know, like, care about the people who are getting the product and, and know where they are and how to get to them. Yeah, they're amazing. I mean, <clears throat> it's been... Yeah, a lot nothing of good people. Nothing but good with that. Yeah, a lot you of good know? people. Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys really put the full package together, though. I mean, each each piece of it. And obviously things, you know, you're always striving to keep on getting better and, and different people come and go. And, you know, you're always yeah. trying. It's a, a moving piece, but. No, it's crazy. Not only always, always getting, like, and also, I mean, you guys, these, you know, you guys came in swinging. Like, you guys came in great. Um, oh, we like, were ready. We were ready. Yeah, to, we were ready to be creative. <laughs> we were ready to yeah. have some fun. Yeah, yeah. We were you ready guys to were throw like, out some yeah, recipes you guys were ready that we to had throw going down when you guys came in. You're like, yeah, like honestly, you were talking about earlier. Like, oh, you you put it in there for like six weeks and maybe you know whatever. Like, honestly, I mean, how many how many beers have you guys made since you in, in since you've been here for I mean, four years? Like, I w- I would have to check. I mean, hundreds. you would you would look at uh, what most people look at. Maybe I won't say their name because they're not a sponsor of the show, <laughs> unless uh, Untapped wants to be a sponsor for uh, the MNO show. But uh, yeah, I mean, you go on Untapped, you could probably see how many we've done. Yeah. We've probably done a couple hundred at this point. Yeah. And uh, and honestly, no, I'm not even, like maybe one or two of the beers that you guys have made were like. Yeah, and and like and they and they were like. You've never, guys, you've never made one bad beer. You've made two that were like. We've made we've made a in few that were like okay this isn't our best yeah but like um, and there was it wasn't like, undrinkable it no, was definitely not undrinkable definitely not undrinkable was, we, we drank it all everyone yeah. we've never had to throw away a batch of beer or yeah. we've never had one that like was like oh shit like nobody bought it and it's go- and we had yeah to that's chuck never it. happened so every beer has been amazing which I which a lot like it's crazy like a lot of beers have to contend with that. but like it, there's breweries have to throw away beer. Like well, that's never even been an issue for us. So that's like I mean that that in itself speaks volumes of how good these guys are, and then I mean that that's just saying like two out of a couple hundred that have just been like yeah I mean, whatever. But well, it's a lot like cooking. You might yeah. you might burn something a little bit yeah, sometimes. You might overcook it a little sure. bit. You might and and working with machinery, there's always going to be things that go wrong. Yeah. Every there's single error, time everywhere. we work with this these equi- this equipment, yeah. right, there's something that goes wrong. Yeah. But. Uh, when you get experience with it, you learn how to mitigate those things yeah. and make it better each time and yeah. kind of work around it. So, But most of the time, you guys are making bangers. 
appreciate like, it. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I'm proud of the beer that we make here. I'm yeah, very proud. Of yeah, it. I would, I would be if I was you. I'd be pumped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud to be a part of this. That's like the whole thing is like, it's overwhelming. Like, the you know, what, yeah, we what we're we weren't supposed here. to be here at this point. We were. Yeah. Yeah. We were supposed to still be growing at this point and yeah. then COVID happened and we had to pivot and yeah. Yeah, we, we just made choices and we made the right choices. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been crushing beer since. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. What do we got? Yeah. This is our classic margarita pizza. Fresh tomato sauce. Fresh basil, fresh mozzarella, sea salt. And then Chef made us this amazing oh. margarita on the Man. rocks. Oh, yeah. It's homemade margarita mix and tequila. Which tequila did you use? The, uh, that little bottle that we had? Or is it the one from yesterday? Yeah, okay. Here's our Blanco. Uh, which we're super excited because we excited finally got our, uh, our liquor license. <coughs> What was it? Ooh. Añejo Tequila Baja Cocktail. So basically, what's that? What'd you say? Baja Cocktail. Añejo Tequila. Which chef made, he made basically, he added some tequila into the mix. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Excited Thank you. One. Thank you, chef. Thanks, chef. Okay. All right, well, let's taste this pizza. Let's. I mean, a lot of people judge pizza places on their margarita pizzas, right? That's right. Because it's actually for the same reason, maybe, you tell me, like the like the light, you know, whatever, like the the lightest beer where like the less, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like this is the, the simplest version of the pizza. Yeah. You can do it simple. You can do it. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Pretty damn good. Hmm. So if you watch the show, we do a segment called Tool. So theory of overall logic, as John has put it. Um, I think we explain it differently. We each explain it differently. John probably explained it best because it was his thought. Um but it's kind of like what, what kind of tools have you learned along the way and things that you use in your life that you've kind of those things that you're like, oh, man, this works, you know. So I just use it over and over again as kind of one of those tools. Yeah. Um, so that's one way to look at it. Um, another way to look at it, it's like with the knowledge that you have now, what kind of advice would you give someone that's younger? Okay. I don't know if that's where you're going with like. Yeah. And then those, I was going to say specifically kids. like uh, and I think we actually kind of touched on it. Uh, with Brit, like, uh, with like, um, what's it called? Uh, participation trophies. This kind of current participation trophy culture. Okay. Where, um, like, it's a, I mean, it's kind of a basic concept, there, but like, um, it's very damaging to our society, I think, where like, um, yeah, everybody gets a pat on the back for yeah. just being there. So the kid who, like, didn't do shit yeah. gets a fucking trophy. And then the kid who busted his ass 
and practiced every day in the backyard with his dad or mom or you know, whatever the case was. Like, wait, why did that? Why did that guy get the same trophy as me? We beat the shit out of those guys, you know. Like, so it's it's damaging to him and it's damaging to the kid who didn't do shit and still got a trophy. Like, so, um, and then earlier in the in the in the podcast when you were talking about uh, the parents, mm-hmm. um, I feel like, yeah. So I mean, just I mean, if you want to go even deeper into like that mentality of like the parents that were like like you had mentioned like you know oh i didn't like the kids like oh they're just in denial yeah in a sense like yeah no we all watched johnny punch the kid and then yeah the parents of johnny say i no, no I he, didn't. he said he didn't do it yeah so like this um like it's it's crazy it's like everyone fe- like i don't know what what is that what <laughs> is that yeah that's that's a, i mean that's a tough one right i'll I'll start with like the things that i've learned like the the tools that i'll use you know yeah and hops (laughs) there you go (laughs) um i i think one of the biggest thing is just like learning to work with and i don't want to say lead people but like guide people i think um and and be the whole collaborative part of it is just treating somebody like they're an actual person and it doesn't matter whether they're a specific gender or whatever it is it's a very um a very inclusive industry and i think that being in this industry has taught me that whereas like where you can just treat somebody normal you know what i mean and and when i was working at a desk job or other other things it was very different and here just being able to be that person to guide people and treat somebody like normal how i would want to be treated mm-hmm. has just been huge and it's it's carried over into my life it's carried over into my relationship it's carried over into everything and i think that's a huge part of what this industry has taught me yeah it's just being a person first and foremost and treating people the right way yeah whether it's a woman a man your sexuality whatever it is like it, you just everybody's a person yeah and treat them right and you will get such a good reaction from people if if you do that you know yeah you're gonna get a genuine reaction people you're gonna genuinely care about the people you work with they're gonna genuinely care about you you're gonna want to hang out with them inside and outside of work um, you're gonna care about their families everything and it this industry has taught me that that it's it's very inclusive like that yeah so i think that's the biggest thing that i've taken away from this industry yeah it's empathy it is right that's what you're talking about you're talking about being in business you don't get a lot of that yeah exactly yeah and and it's 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 and it's uh yeah like empathy is a huge part of the culture here at tarantula hill and and i I know for sure i because i know you run you know you run your team and uh, and I, I feel like you and I, when we ever, whenever we talk about you know our team members, we're like we always align on and on that. And um, yeah, well, yeah. I'll have a guy that's like, hey, man, I'm so sorry, but like I got to take tomorrow off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no, no problem, man. Like yeah, we figure it life, out. Life comes first. Yeah, yeah. Th- mm-hmm. This is a this is a business. It's a job. Like we got to get shit done. But also like. It's more important that you're there for your family. It's yeah. more important that you're there for your significant other, anything like that. Like, yeah. 
And I've learned that from a lot of people that were above me that were my bosses, yeah. people like Mitch, people like um, a guy that we worked with, Andy. Like a, a lot of these people taught me a lot being a manager to actually care about your people and then they will in turn care about their work and care about what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting in my mind as you're talking about all this, I'm trying to find a way to get back to, you know, like totally separate. Like that's all rad. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm trying to get back to the to the question in my head about the about the parents that we were talking about. Yeah. And um and it it is there is a there is I can find correlation. correlation. Yeah. And it's and it, empathy being the correlation where and it's it's weird. It's like I don't know I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take my time because I need to formulate how yeah. to, to get it out. For, for me, that part of it was just like not having time for that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have time for you to tell me that your kid didn't hit me and yeah. hit that other kid in the face because you're wasting he my did. Time. Yeah. You're wasting no, my but time. I'm, I'm trying, I want to, I want to find a way to humanize and have empathy for the asshole parent right now. Oh, I have. You know I, st I still have empathy yeah. because they're probably busy. They're no, but I think that they don't have faith in others being empathetic to them. Well, here, let's, look, let's I mean? look at, like you say, you don't want to say negative I things about people. I think everyone wants people. to be perfect. I think, um, I'll put it in my perspective. If uh, one of my kids hit someone and the, I was told they hit him and I asked my kid, did you hit him? Um... <laughs> And they it, said no. And they said no. It'd be <laughs> it depend on which kid I was asking yeah. <laughs> what I'd believe. You got a gang of kids, so yeah. So yeah. I mean, it depends on which kid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, um, there's some that I'd be like, I don't think you're telling me the truth. Yeah. Others, yeah. I'm like, I know they tell me the dead truth. Yeah, yeah. No matter what. Yep. And that's it. And I have the, one of each. And, too, and, yeah. and, if, if the, <laughs> and if the one that I totally believe told me that, and uh, now that I only have one of those. Yeah. And the teacher, I wouldn't believe the teacher. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's okay. fair. That's because true. That's fair. Yeah. You know what you I mean? You also yeah. know your kids, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, but I, I mean, like, so, yeah. So, so thinking from the positive side, maybe it's just that, like, at least that parent has faith in their child. <laughs> you know I mean? Maybe that. Yeah, but, but okay, I can see but how in, it's wasted. But in Dante's time. instance, it's different because it's the, like, okay, so you, so it's, so I have one of each, right? I have one, like, my daughter would, lying is not in her. DNA. DNA, yeah. She's, she's just never lied in her life. And there's so many times I'm like, you're lying. And then I find out she's telling the truth. And I feel like you I feel horrible. Yeah. Johnny, will he's the kid. He yeah. will punch the dog in the face yeah. right in front of all of us. We're like, why did you punch the dog? I, I didn't, didn't punch do the it. dog. Like, just, it's his <laughs> instinct to lie. And it's crazy. So, but like, and so in some ways, like, so let's say I'm the parent and I'm with, I'm with Johnny and I'm in your place. Like, it's fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Like when my kid no, goes I, and punches, I, like, I, I can't, I have no, yeah, and no, he's just, he wants to punch that, yeah. everyone. You know, he punches just random people in the like balls. You, it's on not like you taught him that. I didn't teach him. He was born <laughs> yeah. this way, right? It's kind of embarrassing, but a lot of people feel like they're embarrassed yeah. and they're like, you're not going to have empathy for me if I, you know what I mean? Like they just feel like they, why do, they don't feel like, but like for me, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a little different because I'm like. If I say, like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. that's what he does. Like, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not in denial about it. I'm just, and I, and I, it's because I understand. Like, he's, he's just a fucking kid. He's four years old. He's born this way. And he's a, he's a all boy. He's fucking crazy. Oh, he's just having fun. He's just, ha yeah. It's fun exactly. for him. Yeah. Right. So I'm not, I don't have any shame 
Yeah, and I, and in, I never, yeah. I was never like, oh, your kid's terrible because he did no, this. Of course I was just not. like, hey, like, yeah, knowing he did you, this, like, this, this other kid cried yeah. and whatever yeah. else, you know, yeah. it was bad. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't feel. I, I was just bringing it up to yeah, the no, parents for sure. to be like, no, and hey. I know you. The ki- you can't be more empathetic than you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what? What the fuck is wrong with these people? Like, <laughs> but they, I just I think, think they just think they have better things to deal with than somebody telling them yeah. that their kid hit somebody in the face. I guess they're like, oh, I just got off a long day of work. Yeah, this yeah. is the last thing I, I want to hear right now. I think they're embarrassed. I'm, I and, would and imagine I, they're embarrassed. And they as well. think it's like they, I think a lot of people think it's it's my fault. Like, my kid's oh, yeah. a little shit because I didn't do something right, you yeah. know. But it's not. It's like they were just born that way. And and a know? lot of those kids, well, like I, I would see more than their parents. Yeah. Like, I would, oh, yeah. I would be there at the beginning. I'd get there at 6 a.m., watch their kids from 6 to 8 until school started, and then I'd go home, I'd go to the gym, do whatever else I had to do, and then I'd come back at lunch, work for 45 minutes during lunch, and just, like, do the whole yard duty thing. Yeah. And then go back home, eat lunch, hang out, come back for after school from 2 to 6 and their parents would pick them up at six. The kids are still there. They're yeah. done with their homework. Yeah. They eat dinner and they go to bed. Yeah. You know, they see their kids for less time than I see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that's part of it too. They're like you said, they're embarrassed because they yeah. they have to provide too. They have to yeah. do what's right for them and their family and their kids. And yeah. they just they feel bad because they don't have the time to yeah. suspend no, them. It's not black and white either. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Some yeah. of the kids no, that punch the kid cases. in the face and the parents denies it is probably because kids punch the kid in the face because of the parents in that situation. Yeah, sure. And it's not it's not everywhere. like, you know, maybe like in your situation, you know, where Johnny just decides to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you didn't teach him that. But there are some parents that aren't the greatest parents. That's true, too. Yeah, for sure. And and I'm not saying I'm the greatest parent or whatever, but um, I'm not. I'm not like I, I think. I just, I feel like I don't, I don't, I'm not shameful. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel shame in that he does that because I am not, like, I don't want to send, like, a mixed mess here, too. Like, I'm I'm obviously super responsible for how he turns out. But, like, I, like, I was going to be himself. He's going to be himself. Like, it's like there's that that George Carlin bit where he, he goes to this, this whole bit and he talks about, like, how parents are, you know, like it, you're, you, your parent, you think you're trying to turn them into you, and which never works for anybody ever, right? Like mm-hmm. he's saying, like you're born yeah, who you are, and your job as a parent is to just not fuck them up. Like just don't fuck them up. Don't try and change them. They're, they are who they are. And I, I totally believe that. And and it's crazy. You see, you see like a little baby, and you start to see these little characteristics, and as they grow, you're like, that's still there. Like that's been there since they came yeah. out. And you're like, crazy. What the fuck? You know, yeah. like these little things. You watch an old video. Yeah. And you're like, wow, they still do that. They're still that person, you yeah. know? And like they were born that way. And you don't really realize that when it's happening when there's babies. So then like when you have your second child, you start to see these things and you're like, oh yeah, this Johnny's like, he's a little shit. Like he's just a little <laughs> shit. He's always going to be a little shit, you know? But thing, thing with kids that are uh, like what I would call Johnny's independent. Yeah. And, like, he's going to be very good at taking care of himself. For sure. Yeah. So some of those kids that I think are the challenging, which is kind of ironic, is, like, I think probably my most challenging child watches your children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because Kennedy was very challenging because she just, she just knows what she wants. and Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was 
I was a terrible child. <laughs> I, was, I was terrible. Like I was, I was a little shit. Same thing. And like, and like the harder that other outside influences, people tried to like, yeah. you know, shut it down. The more I, I learned, the more you like, rebelled against yeah, it, and you know? the more you try to do your own thing. Yeah, exactly. And like that's cool, but um, but also at the same time, like what you can do. And like, which is like what the tool thing is, right? Like, is the common sense trying to teach common sense and not assume that kids are born with common sense because they are not. No, right? They learn you from the people around have them. To they learn, learn them, from right? what they see. They exactly. Learn from what and they like, do. Every time those things happen, when Johnny punches the kid in the face, this is a learnable moment. Yeah. This kid needs to be taught. That is disrespectful to another person. Right, so if the person, if the parent, which yeah, you which made is what, that person feel bad, exactly. Which is what's what's perplexing is that the parent is saying, no, it didn't happen. They're in denial about it. Or when they should be, like that's that's what we're trying to say. Like, yeah, that's the moment where you say, hey, I need, okay, okay, thank you for pointing that out. Let me let me teach. I'll work with the, them. Let me work that. with the kid right now. Yeah. Just like, don't be. It's not your fault, you know. But if you deny it, now it's your fault because <laughs> it's gonna happen again. Because the kid, the kids are so fucking smart. Like, oh yeah, my yeah. They're I, always I trying got, to figure out where those lines are. They see the the <laughs> they're manipulators. <laughs> you know, like they punch a kid in the face and they look around, see am I getting in trouble? And then you're not allowed to punch them in that situation. Oh, yeah. And then the parent comes in. and The parent doesn't do shit about. It. They're like, oh, hell yeah. I'm That's like when a kid falls tomorrow. down and cr- and like is about to cry but looks at you yeah. to see your reaction. And then they start crying. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because they want a reaction. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's some crazy stuff. Well, cool. Thanks for awesome joining us. And again, for always giving us beverages. Hey, thanks for having me. This is fun. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Cheers.